can you summarize in ten words? Ten words. That's true. We can we can do it. We can okay. Do it. Asian ghosts, scary, funny, sexy, dancing, clowning, goo, goo. Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> Hawaiian shirt? I wear Hawaiian shirt. Oh, okay. <laughs> I to fill in two words, so I put that in. But yeah, that's Fair enough. description of the costume. Yeah, so like, what um, inspired you to kind of create this art piece? I guess it started from, um, so I have a Singaporean background. Yeah. And in sort of my family's culture, ghost stories are an important part of it. Mm. Um, and it's just like something, you know, like... Uh, Campfire stories is just sort of a fun thing, whether you believe it or not. It's, it's sort of a they're, they're fun stories. And I thought when I moved to Australia, when I was you know like I, yeah. ten, I sort of felt that people don't tell as many ghost stories in Australia as they did back home in Singapore. So it's just I have Ty and Jade. Uh, we wrote it together, and just to modernize those stories um, for for just people you know, like in, in Melbourne, mm. you know, in Australia. Yeah, it was, it was really interesting uh, when Shannon first came to me with the idea uh, for this uh, piece because he, he's like, Ty, I want to tell these ghost stories but kind of reflect a, a modern Australian cultural identity in them as well. Yeah. Um, and I think it's worked because we each have, uh, each of the three writers have a very different cultural background, mm. which kind of is really evident uh, through the way that the play is broken up. So it's broken up into almost these three kind of standalone pieces that are also linked, but each with a very kind of different dramatic hand through them. Mm which builds itself to a, a really kind of interesting and dynamic piece. Yep. Yeah, so like a lot of the Singaporean ghost stories um, have kind of been like commented on by like a lot of outsiders as being very dark. Would you say that that's kind of carried along in these modern adaptations or...? Well, I mean, sure, there is a darkness to them. Like, I, the first story is about a stillborn baby mm. that uh, turns in, uh, comes back to life reanimated and is a ghost. And the second one is about a man that coats himself in oil so he can get away with doing, um, you know, uh, unsavory things. Mm. They all have a dark... They definitely all have a dark element. But yeah. we, this is, Salty is very much a comedy show, so we try yeah. and balance out the darkness with a lot of lightness as well. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be funny just seeing someone covered in oil. Yes, <laughs> we unfortunately we unfortunately can't cover like I, I'm not totally covered in oil, so we've sort oh, of okay. adapted it for the stage. But I mean, if we ever have a big budget, <laughs> just one like, day, yeah, we will slather ourselves <laughs> in oil. I look forward to that day. Yeah, so you're performing in the Butterfly Club, right? Um, just double checking. Correct. Um, so, how do you find um, performing in such like a more cozy space? Well, um, so the last time we did uh, the show, it was at the State Theatre in Perth. Yeah. And that we had projections three stories high, 250 seaters, so a much bigger theatre. And the Butterfly Club is so much smaller yeah. and, and it's, it's actually has a it's real a charm lovely, to it yeah, it's, it's really a fun place yeah so we are but that's not a bad thing mm. because the opening especially with the opening one toil the ghost baby it's a lot of going to the audience and interacting he's a baby so he's curious yeah. so that it's fun to play that in, in an intimate space i don't think there are advantages to having it in a really cozy space yeah yeah, so the, the first time we actually uh, ran the uh, show was actually in a really, really um, cosy space. It was at the Sun of Loft as part of um, Melbourne Fringe, where we kind mm. of did our, our test run of it. And it worked really well in that space because you're able to get really intimate 
with the audience and kind of get that real closeness. We also um, splattered black paint on each other and the audience, the front <laughs> audience. But we will not. I promise we won't do that. We it's it's um it's a tight production now. We're not going to do that. Just so no one is afraid to sit out in the front. No, and um and then be able to play the state theatre as well allowed us to bring a lot more kind of visual theatrics into mm. it as well. And so this kind of latest production at Butterfly Club brings together the best part of both those worlds, those mm. really intimate aspects, but also that kind of larger visual spectacle aspect yeah. of it, I guess you'd you'd say. So are you both fascinated with spectacle and like using a lot of like visual symbolism in your pieces? Well, um, I started out as like a sort of visual artist designer, so yeah. that's definitely my background before theatre. Mm. I think with our show, it's just... We made it without visuals to begin, like visual video projections to begin with. So I think it's just helped the story. We it doesn't detract from what's happening on stage. No, I think that's right. We consciously did the piece to be a standalone piece without having kind of any kind of flashiness or kind of elaborate mm. lighting or kind of visual projections with it because a piece needs to be able to to stand yes, alone yeah. and, and resonate with an audience on its kind of uh, dramatic uh, uh, merits alone. Um, so being able to you know, use Shannon's amazing kind of graphic skills as well into it really just enhances the stories as opposed to being an integral part of the story, which I think is a really important element. So with... Also, I was just going to ask, um, was it hard to translate the stories from um, Singaporean to English? Um, like, how did you go through... Right, the yeah, process. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I've definitely gotten an understanding of the stories from my mum, and she, well, she speaks to me in English, so you know, it's she oh, she speaks to it to okay. me. She has described them to in a way that I understand, and I obviously grew up. I spent most of my life in Australia, mm. and then I brought those stories uh, to Ty and Jade, who are not Singaporean, and mm. we developed it even further so we hope that everyone gets it while at the same time not losing the essence of what the stories are you know we've really set them in modern contexts because some of them were set in villages yeah. so yeah it, it, Shannon and I have worked together for um, about five years now and he's worked with Jade uh, even longer and we have a real kind of common language between us about how we work so you can kind of bring in ideas and we work through a, a kind of almost like improvised process um, of kind of being able to bring in ideas, work them through, kind of how do we translate that into a modern Australian context as well. So I don't feel that anything that was kind of, you know, there's not a lost in translation yeah. moment between how the story originally was mm -hmm. um, versus how it's kind of brought into into the play. Yeah. Uh, that being said, we have taken a bit of artistic license uh, with yeah, a few elements, as you do. Yeah, and some things we just, um, you know, do. we've done, we've made some creative decisions based on what we like and what we think the audience will like, yeah. and that I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's with every no, piece yeah, of art. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, were there any limitations or anything that, like, was difficult to kind of put forth on stage? Yes, uh, the, the second the second piece, um, which is the oily man who kind of mm. covers himself in oil. It, it, the original story is actually uh, really dark, um, and it's kind of how do you treat that in a very sensitive manner? Yeah, um, especially when you're kind of presenting um, those pieces on stage, especially because the original story is having him doing very unsavory things to women yes. whilst covered in oil. Also, in the first one, when it's kind of reanimating a dead fetus, you also have to kind of tread very carefully around that subject matter as, yeah. as well. Um, so they are difficult things to work around, but, you know, we should also shouldn't shy away from 
those kinds of subjects, even in the context of a more comedic piece, mm. um, just because they are difficult. So hopefully we've treated them sensitively enough for people to understand and appreciate and take on the themes in the context of these ghost and horror stories, yeah. um, but treat them sensitively enough so that people aren't feeling uh, uncomfortable by them. Oh, that's interesting. I really want to see this now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we, yeah we'd, we'd love for everyone to come and see it. We think it's a good, mm. it's a good show. It's, it's, yeah. it's a great show, and it keeps on getting better every time we run it um, through a variety of venues, big and small, and it just constantly builds, and we're able to bring in elements that we're seeing kind of working uh, with different audiences around, so it just keeps on getting stronger and stronger. Mm. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to say if any of you, any of our listeners are dealing with anything or any of these um, sensitive issues or anything and need any help, um, be um, able to call Lifeline Australia, which is 13 11 14. Yes. Um, so thanks so much for coming in, you guys. Thank you for having us. It's been great. Yeah. yeah, thank you very much. No worries.